From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of February 24th, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends Teresa Eccles, Walter Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Kathy Whirling back in the peanut gallery, uh, Max the intern off on a food run, and we have a special guest this week, Courtney Robichaux. May I say that right, Courtney? That's right, Robichaux. Courtney Robichaux. She uh, is a guide with Adventures by Disney who's going to be talking to us a little bit later about what it's like to have that, uh, that particular job, a very coveted job uh, within the Disney organization. And we've actually had Courtney, uh, we had Courtney on our, uh, uh, our Mediterranean cruise uh, last year that Teresa Walter and I went on. And uh, John and Kevin had Courtney on their Adventures by Disney in Italy this past December. So we're going to be talking to her a little bit later on in the show about that. Uh, I'm going to have my review of the, or Walter and I will have our review, I should say, of the Disneyland Hotel. We were out there a few weeks ago. And John and Kevin have their review of the food court at Port Orleans. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody's texting. Um, Welcome to the show, everybody. (laughs) That's good timing, wasn't it? Welcome to the show, everybody. It's good to be Good to be here. Sorry I wasn't here last week, and I still haven't listened to the show. Did John screw it up? It was the best show ever. It was. It was awesome. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> but, uh, it was so good. It was up for a CB award. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's Frazier. <laughs> that's right. Um, what do we have in housekeeping? Kathy, you want to tell them? Oh, we, we want, Teresa and I wanted to announce that we're going to be over at uh, Magic Kingdom on Leap Day. At 2 a.m., if you want to come meet us, we're going to be at the um, TTA, Woo. our favorite ride. So come join us, hang out with us. We can all wander down Main Street together. 2 a.m. And while you're doing that, I'll be helping Chris in the fantasy in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. But that should be fun. That should I be think really it fun. will be. Oh, yeah. If I w- uh, honestly, if I wasn't going up to New York for the christening of the fantasy, I would so be in the parks. Yeah, we would, too. That I mean, day. 2 a.m. We would think about you. No, we I'm going to sneak out of the house, leaving my family. I love bed. that idea that they're doing that. I wish they would do stuff like that more often when they leave it open all day, all night. That would be really cool. I just hope there's snackage to be found. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Join Teresa and Kathy as they search for snacks and open rides. <laughs> oh, sure. Really? The park's open, but there's nothing to do. Yeah. They did announce some of the entertainment that's going to happen overnight. Some oh, of really? the characters are going to be out and... In their jammies. So, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Mickey's supposed Has- to make an appearance. V- various has will be performing. Oh, really? In sync. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, Joey oh. Fatone, doesn't he? Like, sh- he shows up like an envelope opening. I think he's under contract to be everywhere. Anytime Disney does anything, there's Joey Fatone. Well, he can come over and hang out with us. I'm sure that's yeah. what he wants to do. I'm sure yeah. that's what he wants to do. I met Joey now. Fatone in 2J's Deli one time. He was buying Rugula. I sat next to him at Celebration Town Tavern one time. Yeah. It was quite the experience, but I think we're going to have an awesome time. I think you will, too. I think that's Are you guys wearing your jammies? I don't know. The one with the flap? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the front. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not wearing my jammies. So it's not going to be TTA. She'll be in her slanket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kathy, wear your little 
blanky thing. Yeah, I could do that. Just slank it. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Whatever, it's going to be fun. Yeah, Come join us. Symbol of the destruction of modern society, the <laughs> slank it. We'll be probably shooting a couple little quick videos on our phones and, you know. Cool. Have fun. All right, what else do we have for housekeeping? Oh, I, I could mention, I want to thank everybody that um, sent me information about that movie last week that it wasn't a Disney movie. It was a DreamWorks. All right. That's my housekeeping. I have to oh, apologize. Okay. Put an apology out there. Uh, what did I, you say? What did you say was oh, a, okay. I wrote the new story for Kathy to read, and it was about Whitney Houston's, Whitney Houston's passing, and I incorrectly said that Prince of Egypt was a Disney movie. And what is the matter with you? It's a DreamWorks movie. Of course it is. Oh, and I got more links to more information than I ever needed to know about it's that so movie. sad that Pete wasn't there to correct us, isn't it? And what did, what did <laughs> Whitney, wait, just, wait, wait, let wait, me ask us? the question. What does Whitney Houston's passing have to do with Disney? I was trying to make a connection so he that we could tell it. a story. She was Disney Snow White knows. in a movie. He, tried, he found the best link he could. I, I thought guess. I got it, but it wasn't. Mm. It's a very nice song. Go listen to it. Okay. It's a stupid movie, but it's a nice song. <laughs> wait, you told me how to go watch it. Did it's I? a good movie. Go watch it. It's a Disney movie. Do you All listen right. to what he tells you? No. Okay. So that's my housekeeping. That's your housekeeping. Anything else? We still have a couple of spots left available. You could go with Courtney. I think I'm, we've requested that Courtney go with us. And those people who are already going, listen to Courtney. You'll probably hear her voice in May. Let's hope. Let's hope. We have our fingers crossed and our <laughs> request in. All right. Anything else? Going once, going twice. Johnny with the news. For our first news story, I want to put out a warning. It's uh, not exactly kid-friendly, so if the children are listening, you should probably not let them listen to this. Put them in the trunk of the car. Put them in the trunk of the car and fast forward. Former Universal employee arrested for exposing himself to a child. Randy Taylor, a former employee of Universal Orlando CityWalk restaurant NASCAR Sports Grill, was arrested February 13th for exposing himself to an underage customer. According to court reports... Taylor, 26, was, was, was working at the grill on November 22nd when he inappropriately touched a young girl. The girl is younger than 16. He's trying to distract her from the crappy food. But her specific age was not disclosed. She said she was playing pool and bent to take a shot. She then felt <laughs> Taylor grab her buttocks before he walked to an employee-only door. In the open doorway, he exposed himself, causing her to go find her parents. Universal Security questioned Taylor. Come on. You can, you can chime in if you want. Pete's about to explode. Universal Security, Security questioned Taylor, and he claimed that while he bumped into a small child, he did not grope her. So it was a small child. He said that how he... Old, how old was she? She was under 16, but her age was not revealed. Oh, okay. But he said small child. Yep. And she was playing pool. He said that he, quote, entered the swinging door, and while fixing his shirt, his penis may have been exposed to anyone that was in the area, end quote. Wow. Wow. I hate when that happens. It happens all the time, doesn't it? I'm adjusting my shirt, and all of a sudden my junk falls out. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Universal officials terminated him after this incident. Well, that's good to know. couldn't find a pool cue. (laughs) Is that what it was? In December, a warrant was issued for his arrest. Taylor has been charged with lewd or lascivious conduct, lewd or lascivious exhibition, and lewd act upon a child. He's currently in jail pending being held on $7,300 bond. That's disgusting. Really. I mean. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. I mean, even if this, let's even say it wasn't a child. Anybody. This is in a yeah. public place, in a place that 
has a lot of patrons. I mean, there's something wrong with this guy. Yeah. Well, clearly. I, I mean, think he could get away with it. You know, no, ain't going to happen. No. Go adjust your shirt behind the kitchen door. No, we do have to say allegedly this happened. Allegedly, yeah. But he even admitted it may have fallen out, as it does. Okay, well, it must have been floppy That's a special kind of As thing. will happen. <laughs> As will happen from time to time. I don't think he's wearing the shirt right. Let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> <Wardrobe> <laughs> malfunction. Not doing it right. <coughs> All right. And our second news story. Man attacks Disneyland employees. Oh, oh, I saw Lord. the video of this. A man's violent outburst turned out to be a very scary episode for several park goers at Disneyland on Saturday, February 18th, 2012. Okay, that's not what the video bears out, but okay, go ahead. An ex- expletive-ridden video posted on YouTube shows 53-year-old Glenn Horlacher, who was later arrested, attacking park employees outside the Tower of Terror ride at Disney's California Adventure Park. They were making fun of his last name. In, in Anaheim, oh. California. The four-minute footage shows Horlicher punching and kicking employees and slurring his words, prompting onlookers to wonder wonder aloud if he was drunk. Horlicher was then pepper-sprayed several times during the tussle and was arrested on assault and battery. And kept getting back up. Apparently, the pepper spray just made him mad. What got me was, at one point in the video, he had stopped, it looked like, and he was standing there holding his face and trying to recover. And he wasn't doing anything, and they went up and sprayed him again. Did you see that part? No, I, I saw that he was like the Terminator. Like, right. he kept getting up, and they kept spraying him and kicking it him. It wasn't until, like, eight people sat on yeah. him, and then he kept screaming, you're killing me. Right, get off me, get off me. I didn't see But any none time of them or, looked frightened. No. They all had their cell phones out and right. were standing around watching him. Any idea behave. what set him off? No, there's still they don't, no report. That's not part of the video. Put him on the ride. It's not a punch. Apparently. He's, he punches a Disney employee several well, times. Well, remember. you know what? That's I don't care what's going on there. You know, you cross the line. I mean, it's what's interesting about the video though is that two guests stepped in to subdue this guy, and there's one security guard and there's a bunch of Tower of Terror employees. Now I wonder at cast members, and I realize they're not going to get involved. But it seems odd that two guests had to get involved. And, and subdue there's this one guy. lady in the video who just kept screaming, unbelievably loud. There are children around. There are children around. And I was watching the video and screaming at her and take the children away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it oh. seems like an odd response. It, it, to never, just keep screaming the same thing over and over again. Never a dull moment at the parks. This was in Disneyland. Right. I'm just no, saying, I'm, never a dull moment. It, I doubt that that had anything to do with anything, but. All right. In our final news story, Disneyland sued over Jungle Cruise crash. As I look at Courtney. As we all look at Courtney. They pulled the boat up real close so one of the guys on the boat could wave at That's right. You used to do Jungle Boat, didn't you? Yeah. It's the best year of my life. A California couple sued Disneyland, claiming that they were injured after riding the Jungle Cruise attraction at the theme park. Jeffrey and Maria Lee filed a lawsuit in the Orange County Superior Court on February 3rd, alleging that they were in an accident on the ride in in February of 2010. According to the lawsuit, quote, the couple noticed the ride operator was driving the boat very fast. As the Jungle Cruise ride approached the hippopotamus area of the ride, the boat crashed straight into the island in trees, end quote. Is that possible? They claimed I, I thought that it was were, on tracks. They claimed that they were then thrown from their seats. We control the throttle, so we go you know, fast and slow, and we can go in reverse as well, but it's on a track, and there's no way you can go so fast that you would throw yourself Jump the track. off the track. I mean... I guess you could technically 
but that's a straight shot where you're going from do you think, around to the hippopotamus. Do you think he hit the? He was going so fast that he hit the part of the track that turned, and it felt like they hit something. They, Could it have been such a, a jolt because the track ended? You should know. You really it, don't it know. Is, it's like it's a uh-huh. long pole that goes into a track and has a tire there. So that's what keeps you there. So you're still feeling like you're on a boat itself, but and people think that you know they don't realize that we actually do control the speed of the boat, but. I mean, it's not so you fast. You can't veer into it. But when they're, turning, when they're turning the wheel, it's not doing anything. No, I mean, it's on a track. Well, this right. is sad. I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, well, that's interesting that we've learned backstage stuff. What else are you going to tell us, Courtney? So don't get her in trouble. About Jungle Cruise? Yeah, tell us secrets. Are there I hidden mean, messages in the words that the natives are... Well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things. That, well, yeah, when when you get around the corner and you're listening to the um, the natives, you get to their party and mm-hmm. they come around. They they're ones, but then when they jump out, yeah. they count down and they say, "I love disco." I knew it. I knew it. And it's the Imagineers' fun way. I mean, they, all of our rides have little jewels like that, just to you know have their signatures put into it. So, but it, they're cool. fun. That's but that fun has way. you know, of, of I think of all the attractions at. Either Walt Disney World or Disneyland. I think Jungle Cruise has the most. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It has the most culture behind, or at least in terms of you know Jungle Cruise skippers. That's that's another coveted role, right? Uh, inside uh, inside the parks, and there seems just to be a, a, a. I don't know. A lot of people. I don't know. I'm, I'm really having trouble with yeah, my words I'm today. To understand what you're like, well, it was Walt's favorite ride okay. to begin with. And he wanted to put, I mean, he wanted real animals right. on this attraction. Right. And then they came back and were like, oh, those are nocturnal animals that you want. Let's put the fake ones in there. And it, it has become sort of like a cult following. That's what on, I was looking for. Thank you. Jungle Cruise. I mean, it originally started off where it was a male-only role. You had to audition for it. And then you still had to audition, but they let the females in. And now I'd say almost every time I go, it's a female yeah, skipper. Very rarely do you see a guy now that I. They lost the best one. That was me. That's <laughs> retired. So. Did it get Did it get tiring? The jokes? No, and it's the same thing with the doing an adventures because you guys know I tell my jokes every every day right. as well. Yes. But you can literally do the same ten minute spiel over and over again, but each person you do it to, I mean, it's a completely different feel each trip you take. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. I had one lady who was crying so, I mean, she was laughing so hard. She was like falling over the boat and she had me cracking up. I could barely get through the spiel. And then literally the next trip was deadpan. And I'm going, really? I have nine more minutes to go. This. <laughs> <laughs> it must be like a comedian doing a set. You know, they do the same jokes over and over again. It's the response you get from the audience that makes it the energy exactly. of the show. So exactly. I think that's very cool. Awesome. All right. That'll do it for the very, very happy news I had for you. Yeah, this really. Week. You know, John John looks for like the most depressing <laughs> news stories. And it usually know. involves death. Yeah, yeah. Nobody died. Nobody so. died this week, so that's you know, that's a plus. Um, all right, thank you, John. Let's move on to Rapid Fire, who would like to go first. I will. <gasps> that's a tie. Uh, Rochambeau for it. Kevin, go ahead. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> really? Watch what is- South Park. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> you can celebrate St. Patrick's Day early at Raglan Road on March 15, 2012. Chef Kevin Dundon will host a culinary demo featuring a four-course lunch, followed by tastings of- and wine pairings. Dishes include a thick-cut hickory-smoked Irish salmon served on buttered leeks with mead cream reduction. Mm. Espresso of roasted tomato and gin soup, 
loin of traditional Irish bacon with Irish mist glaze on Colcannon potato and parsley with parsley cream sauce, and a jam jar of rhubarb jelly panna cotta. <laughs> is this the kind of food that yeah. they serve in Ireland, uh, Courtney? Uh, Colcannon, yes. That's yeah. the Colcannon is cabbage yeah. and potatoes. Yeah, definitely. And butter. Um, How bad can that be? I don't know if you saw my face while you were yeah. eating it. I'm like, I've never eaten any of that stuff. <laughs> I'm celebrating panna cotta, potato blight. That's more that's Italian. Italian yeah. Yeah. Rhubarb, definitely. That's all over Ireland. Really? Yeah. Rhubarb put it on panna cotta. Uh, Courtney does the uh, uh, Adventures by Disney Ireland trip, which we want to talk to you about, actually, when we. The cost of this is $45 a person, and you get a barf bag. <laughs> For information, call 407-WDW-DINE, or you know, go to www.raglanroad.com. I, I do like the downtown Disney culinary things they do, though. It's, really? It's interesting. You know, Stella did the cooking class. Yeah. This is something. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's I, a little, I love little special something. events. This just one doesn't, just sound, good. Just doesn't just, sound good. Yeah, Raglan Road in general doesn't, doesn't really, float like my boat. I Raglan Road. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I got to try it again. It's been a while. And the last time Walter went there, you listen, you two, you and Walter went there, you got sick. Oh, that's right. We had the forest scallops. of scallop scallops. And that was for lunch. And finally, at 9 o'clock at night, I drove to the convenience store to buy a candy bar to try to get the taste out of my mouth. They it were wouldn't f- get out of my mouth. Fishy. See, I had them with Corey one time there, and it, they were fine. I don't know if we just got a I think we got bad, a bad forest there. of scallops or something. Something like that. Oh, you should never they eat don't scallops from a forest. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first clue. Never eat oysters in our yeah. room. A month in our in it. Landlocked yeah. seafood. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Kevin. John, what do you have? I have um, Disneyland's going to be giving out commemorative ears to all its guests on February 29th. Now, here's the, the problem, though. There's only going to be 2,000 of them. So if you're in Disneyland... You're gonna want you're gonna want to line up early, and as a matter of fact, uh, they're gonna allow people to start lining up ten o'clock the night before. For ears. For yeah. February 29th, six a.m. opening, and even then, you're not guaranteed to get a set of ears. As so. much as I would like a set of ears, I wouldn't get it mm. lined at ten o'clock at night. I think um, we should make Nancy Johnson stand in line and get us all ears. I think oh, so she's, too. In <laughs> she's in line already. <laughs> I'll make my own ears. And find them on eBay. Yeah, really. For eight hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. That's crazy. This is another one of those things where, you know, it's great that they're doing it. They don't have to do it, but 2,000. Well, they're only doing 1,000 here, and it was (gasps) to pass holders, and you have to be checked in over at the TTC by 6 o'clock in the morning to get your ears. It's of the February 29th. Yeah, on February 29th. Limited edition cupcake. They're making 11 of them. Oh, no. Don't start start the cupcakes again. Even that cupcake. At the 40th anniversary, they had a limited edition cupcake. They made 100. Oh, nice. People probably still have them in their freezer. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it's like that Seinfeld episode where they still had like uh, the piece of cake from some royal wedding from 1930. And Elaine ate it already. And Elaine yeah. ate it, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, John. <laughs> Teresa. All right. Two weeks ago, we discussed the rumor that Disney would begin enforcing the return time of Fast Pass as a Walt Disney World. It's been confirmed now. March 7th. Um, the change will take place, so you have to return when the time. You can't return any time after your fast pass time. You okay. have to return within a allotted time. I've actually heard that some cast members are already enforcing this. Might as well start getting people used to it yeah. now. Yeah. You know? Uh, we've also heard that they, they are discussing the possibility of doing a um, a grace time period. Like 15 you might have, minutes. You know, right. I've heard 15 minutes after your return. Time. I but think that, that, that that's fair. Right. You know, that's fair. But in case you get stuck somewhere and you can't get over you there, know, but I, that's not official. So I understand, you know, I understand, you know, 
people got used to the the whole, you know, as long as you come back after your fast pass time, you can come, you know, whenever it is, doesn't matter. But it's a, you know, it's a reservation. You're making a reservation a ride, and you're given a window to come back. So it's not like if I make a reservation at a restaurant at 5 p.m., if I show up at 10 p.m., I should expect my table to be ready. Um, so, you know, just look at it like that. It's a reservation. And I don't it's, all, it's all tied into the next-gen thing because you're going to make your ride reservations when you leave home. So they don't want you making your ride reservation and then having all day to come back, you know, that day. When is, has that been confirmed? The next-gen is definitely coming, but the specifics haven't been released yet. But that's one of the things we Because I like that idea of reserving my ride before I leave the house. I don't. You don't? No. That takes all the, the fun out of... You know, touring in a theme park and I'm running back to get the. Well, you know what? I I mean, let's be honest that, you know, people like us have been, you know, planning the spontaneity spontaneity out of their Disney trips for two decades now, um, where every minute of every second of every day. I've never done that. See, we, I did. I did. Um, A lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people do. But you know um, what I like about doing it at home is kind of because we're right here in town. It's just if I want to go over just to do that ride, then I can do it. And I don't have to worry about if I can get on the ride or not. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know how many times I've wanted to. But you're assuming that that means that you're going to be able to like that day go and get yourself a reservation. Well, I could, you know, I could it? plan and put it on my calendar. I don't care. 180 days months, in right. advance. What if you have to do it six months in advance? I get to do for well, a Well, then it'll pop up on my little planner thing and say, oh, good, we're going to go soaring tomorrow. You know, and we go over and do it. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work, but I just know that. I don't make reservations six months out for anything. In ever. theory, I should be able to. If I have to, I don't want to go. I would hope that there's some kind of... Uh, I didn't book plane tickets six months in advance. Well, look, you know what? I, I, I have to believe that Disney will figure out how to implement this stuff so that, you know, look, whenever, there's, whenever something is a real inconvenience to guests, they fix it. So I, you know... I trust them to. I trust them to fix it. I trust them to make sure they get it right. I hope there's they made, a metric involved that says X number of people can ride, so we're going to give yeah. out forty percent of our fast passes ahead of time, so that allows X number more people to just right, kind of like what they do up. with reservations for Palo on the ship. Yeah. They they, they release to. a certain amount of them online, but then there's a, a, another amount that's available when you get on the ship. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's how our fast passes work right now too. Is it's a percentage of the people that are in the parks is who gets fast passes um and i don't think i think it's what's going to affect are the the new families coming to disney that aren't aware of how the fast pass system works right it's going to be more for the people that are just disney files that come all the time and want to do the you know schedule your sword on this day this is something that's a that's a problem in general because i see it when i go to parks and i see people go to podiums and they say i didn't know i needed a reservation six months in advance or the person who shows up on the night that there's a Halloween party, you know, I'm upset. I thought I was going to be able to stay in the park all day. I didn't know there was. Yeah. So how do you, you know, you can't there's always keep everybody be that happy. person. But I've also stood there and said, when someone said, I didn't know I needed a reservation and I demand to be set now, that someone at Disney said, go ahead, sit down. Yeah, we've seen that. That's happen. wrong. So too. bad behavior is always rewarded at Disney. But don't you think, I didn't know until probably the past, the last year that you could go back at any time after your fast pass time. I thought you still had, and I think a lot of people are in that misconception that you had to well, and come back at that time. It's the, the original thing was you need to go in that hour that you're there. We are going back to what the fast pass was originally intended. And it is for preparation of the next gen, but 
it comes, that was our compensation. Cause I work in guest relations as well. So somebody comes up to me and they're like, well, I have a fast pass between five 30 and six 30. I have dinner reservations. I'm not gonna be able to make it. It was like, well, anytime after your dinner is fine. Instead of us having to reorganize right. things right. for them. There's no, there's nothing in writing that says anywhere on the fast pass itself or the little fast pass literature that says good until after your, anytime after your arrival, this is information that got out there. So, well, you know, the attitude towards Fast Passes and other things at Disney um, actually is going to be part of our one of the things I want to talk about when we get to the top ten threads on the boards this week because the number one thread really talks about some of these attitudes that are out there right now. And I think it's probably one of the best things I've read on the boards in a very, very long time. I'm excited to talk about it. So we'll, uh, we'll come back around to that. Thank you for that, Teresa. Walter, what do you have? <clears throat> SeaWorld's iconic Sky Tower attraction is now free. Guests at SeaWorld can now view the park from the Sky Tower for free. Uh, it's a two-deck rotating platform that holds 50 people and rises 350 feet in the air. Before, you had to pay 4 bucks or $3 if you were an uh, annual pass holder. But now you can ride that bad boy for free. Which I never understood why there was a charge I didn't charge understand for it. that either. Why would either. you charge for one, one ride? I think because it's such a limited capacity and it was so slow that... At one time, they might have worried about there being a six-hour line for it. So now, <laughs> and now half the time it goes up, it's right, empty. It's empty. So I think that they've just said it's not going to be that popular because people want to do other things like roller coasters and stuff. I thought it, I thought it was worth the three dollars to go up there. So now that it's free, is that the thing we did that in San Diego? Mm-hmm. At SeaWorld in San Diego, right? I don't remember if we did it in San Diego. I know I've done it out here. I mean, if you really want to see the area, that's a it's great It's awesome. Area. It really yeah. is a great view. Awesome view. All right. Thank you, Walter. Kathy. Okay. Um, Disney Cruise Line has um, changed the offerings that they give the Castaway Club members now. Uh, you're going to get a backpack. It's about time. Yeah. I think we all have a number of you know, the oh, same mesh things. bags. Yeah. Mesh bags. That little yeah. red and black thing with the flip flop candy. Yes. Yeah. The, the gross okay. flip flop yeah, candies okay. in there. But now you're going to get two packages of Mickey pretzels and one pack of Mickey puffy crackers and a keychain. What's a that, puffy cracker? Puffy cracker. Is that like I a don't know. cheese doodle? I don't know. We're going to have to <laughs> find out. And for gold and platinum guests, they're going to get the, um, you know, the ones I just mentioned, and they're going to receive a travel journal with a pen, a luggage strap, and note cards. Now, the last time I cruised, I, I got note cards, so they must have started to do that. They usually put the note cards in the drawer, don't they? No, I got them as a gift one of the nights. And then the um, platinum guests will also receive a choice of a fruit tray. A box of chocolates, which made me think of Forrest Gump, or a bottle of sparkling wine. And here's the biggie, folks. Here's my favorite. You're going to get a free bingo card. I just choked up one. Walter's Walter's very excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) To go spend money, right? Is that what the bingo card is? It's it's a free one, so you don't have to spend money. Well, Okay. You're going to go in there and spend more, though. You could just use that one and play. And leave. But they're going dollar. on the assumption you're not going to just play that one. A dollar and a dream. That's kind of like Disney's whole business model. A dollar and a dream? Well, it's the cruise line business model. It's not just Disney. Right. You're going to get on the Yeah, yeah every cruise you're gonna line. Drink, right. You're going to yeah. You'll and, spend money. And you're also going to get photo and spa discounts. And that I like. So and that'd be nice. Gold and platinum members will also still receive their 10% merchandise 
discount, and you also receive an invitation to a special reception on cruises of four nights or longer. Which I've never gone to one. I, I did that on did the dreams. It was really fun. Uh, that's relatively new. It's yeah, been the last couple of years, I think. And then my final thing is, if you didn't see it on Facebook and the post on the Unplugged board, the bakery that we all talk about, Delish, is closing. So if you were looking to come for good bagels. That's because Kevin and I gave up carbs. <laughs> You should just see the restaurants that are closing all around Orlando. <laughs> Going out of business. Like garage doors coming down. We were over there the other day, and I couldn't get over how many people were in the place. So It's always the, the husband and wife. I've yeah. never seen anybody no, else No, I haven't either. And I read his little the hus- letter. Oh, the people that run it? The yeah. husband and wife? It's a hundred hour a week job, I'm sure. Any small business like that is... So well, then why sad. not hire more people? I mean... Oh, I don't think they have the... Uh, Revenue stream, what you know, how much are you making per bagel? I don't have a clue. However, their little pignoli cookies, they're to die for. So when do the, when, when does it close? First week of March, but up until then, you can place an order. They'll sell you like a case of bagels, forty eight, if you want to stock up. But this isn't like them? old stock. They, uh, he says in that yeah. letter, you'd have to buy a certain amount because he has to order it from the distributor supplier. So they will sell you. It's not like something in the background, like a... I don't have a place for 48 bagels. No, I don't either. 48 frozen bagels. Well, that's sad. Another one bites the dust. God rest its soul. (laughs) All right, I guess that will do it for Rapid Fire. All right, let's move on and uh, talk about the top 10 threads on disboards.com this past week. Number 10... What happened to the fanny pack? This I saw is, one the other day. This is by Ryels, R-Y-E-L-S. This is an official list of the world's greatest inventions, the wheel, sliced bread, indoor plumbing, and fanny packs. Yes, it's that good, and I still wear mine proudly at Walt Disney World. It may look odd on a 39-year-old man, but I don't care. It keeps stuff dry on Cali River Rapids. It has multiple compartments for holding stuff. I won't stop wearing mine at Walt Disney World until it breaks. My question is, where did all the fanny packs go? I used to see them all the time. Now hardly anyone wears them. And trying to find new ones at Walt Disney World is nearly impossible. We need to bring the fanny pack back. Wow. Who's with me? Well, where did the fanny pack go? In the garbage where it belongs. That's where the fanny pack went. Fell out of favor. It's like put it's you know, there's that old adage, don't find the fattest part of your body and put a ruffle on it. <laughs> yeah, really. That's exactly right. Here, let me draw a big black line around the equator of my ass. You don't put sparkles on it. You don't put a ruffle on it. You don't put a bow on it. And you don't put a fanny pack on okay, it. Okay, well, it's called a fanny pack, right? But you wear the little pouchy thing in the front, right? Yeah. That's where I saw a woman at Animal Kingdom the other day. I don't need any additional help in the front. Or know. the back, or, or anywhere back, else. Or the sides. No, no, fanny packs have, have morphed into Mercer's now. You wear a Merce. If I was going to wear anything in the park, it would be a fanny pack rather than something over my oh, arm. Oh, really? Yeah, because I don't like... I'd rather toe-to-toe. At least the fanny pack, you know it stays there. I'd rather yeah, have something gets, that goes across my it body. It gets lost up under my boobs and between <laughs> my belly, and it's just it's not a pretty sight. A lot of people wearing the money pouches now, which go underneath the shirt, and they're flat. So that's probably where. When we went to Europe, more. we bought those. Yeah. Except so for what this you fact like that dig the down stuff your that I would put when in the money, money pouch. Okay, one at a time. Flat. One at a time. 
Now somebody talk. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's either they're talking over each other or no, not talking they at all. They do. They lift their shirt and get their money out of the money really? pouch. Is that yeah. pretty? Yeah. Something else I'm not going to do. I didn't say it was pretty. Well, I'm one saying it's functional. Around your neck and one goes around your belt loop and it goes inside your pants. The first time we went so. to Italy, I had heard that there were going to be like pickpockets on every corner laying in wait. I think so I bought too. one of those things that you put around your neck under your clothes. Well, then you wanted to buy a bottle of water and you pretty much had to disrobe in front of the person to get out your two euros. I felt like a nitwit. Then you also had this like giant square like Darth Vader right. in the middle of your chest. Right. Oh, look, where's your money hidden? <laughs> I don't have euros. I can't find where I put my money. And I thought, well, I'd rather have them snatch my purse then pull that cord and strangle me to death, you know? <laughs> I think the fanny pack went away when cargo shorts sort of took over. Because I think yeah, that's true. people put a lot of their stuff in their pockets of their cargo shorts. No, wherever they went, good riddance. Good riddance. <laughs> people are, you still see people with them, though. Yeah. And you I know don't what? See many. Uh, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> if it, you're comfortable this with it. Does. Which is why we're going to move on to number nine. Am I overreacting? Yes. Jesse yes. 0418. We recently stayed at Pop Century. We have stayed at this resort many times before and absolutely loved it. However, on our last trip, we had an experience that kind of ticked me off. We had just returned to our hotel room after a long day in the parks and came into our room to find that only one of our beds had been made. I know that's not a big deal. I know it's not that big a deal, but it really ticked me off. Was the maid too lazy to make the bed? I mean, to make one uh, and not the other. Seriously, yes, my bed... Uh, had some stuff on it, one of my bags, but it wasn't an issue the previous days. I'm just confused why it would matter that day. They're paid to make beds and stuff, so come into my hotel room and have one of them made and not uh, just the other seem so unprofessional. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, you're asking, are you overreacting? Yeah, you are. You know, of, all, of the problems that could go wrong yeah. on a vacation, if that's the biggest complaint you had, you had a great vacation. So the answer to your question is bed, yes. It's your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it's the discretion of the, the housekeeping, right? If you want to move all the stuff. or I mean, I've been in rooms where it's just covered with that, stuff. I would think that the people make, or the, the, the housekeeping staff would be told, don't touch other people's stuff. Yeah. I mean, if the maid was in the bed. No, it was and didn't they this won't. happen like two years ago in that thread? I think it happened in 2010. Did it? Gosh, and they're still No, it's posted. I know. I, I don't know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I mean, it was posted on February 13, twenty twelve. Later in the thread, he goes on to say, yeah, they this said, actually "Somewhere in there, they say really? it happened still two years ago." On to and let it go. Yeah, yeah really. You might, you might want to. The answer to your question is yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number uh, number eight. What do you do with people that cut in line to meet up with the group? You know what I mean. Those people. Oh, this is by uh, Phil's Frontier. Uh, you know what I mean. Those people who have a member of their group stand in line, and several members of the group or family come through the line saying, excuse me, like they have a special place in the line ahead of you saved. Stand um, wide. I do. Uh, this happened to me at several rides, including the Safari at Animal Kingdom, uh, TT at Epcot, Star Tours at Hollywood Studios. I can't think of a more uh, of more off the top of my head, but it did happen at every park, also at Universal, but the lines there in general were shorter. Uh, would I be right in not letting these line cutters through? What would you guys do? Just let them barge through? I don't want to start a whole thing with someone in line, but I do feel it's really unfair to those of us who are waiting, especially when you get uh, several adults cutting in front of dozens and dozens of children who are waiting along with the rest of us. I think it's... Um, I'd take it case by case. 
I, I put Kelvin in line and go take Stella to the restroom and then oh, get back in line with her. That's different. If it's you, you see somebody leaving with a little kid and they come back with a little kid, I have no problems with <coughs> right, that. Right, exactly. But when I see like over at Soren, because they mentioned that in the thread too, the people just come up through and go like, excuse me, excuse me, I'm trying to meet my party up there. And, Yellow flag, and there's 30. <laughs> I won't stop them, but I have been known to say things. And yeah. Katie will go like, Mom, don't do that. But. I just feel the need to say something. Like, I know what you're up to. John yeah. and I just stand across the entranceway and don't move and pretend we're deaf. <laughs> wow. We stand. No matter wide. what the case? Mm-hmm. No, I've seen a whole bunch of my teenage girls is, doing it, and I know no one was waiting feeling. on them. Yeah. If it's so important for you to be with your party, tell them to wait there till you get back. Definitely. Or well, have okay. them come back here okay. to you. What if, what if your whole family's standing in line and your child's about ready to pee down her leg? Then get out of line and go take your kid to the bathroom. And if it's important for you all to ride together, get back in line as a family. The whole family leave yep. line? No, I don't think so. I think oh, if you've got if, no. in a case like that, I think that's different. When you've got a kid, you've got to take the kid to the bathroom as opposed to... You know, one person is standing in line while nine others are off doing something else, and then a half hour later they come yeah. and cut in the line. I think that's a big, big difference, personally. Right. When if I if I waited two hours or forty minutes or even thirty minutes for something that my daughter really wants to ride, and she's about ready to pee down her leg, stay here. I'm going to go run and take her, and I'll be right back. And everybody, usually everybody around you at that point knows, you know. Now, would understand. you really wait two hours to do no, something? No, I wouldn't. But, okay. I mean, 30 minutes is my But, max, you know, we live, here, we live here, so yeah. it's a little different for us. If you're here on vacation and this is the only opportunity you have to have experience this attraction, and it's a two-hour wait, Soren's a great example, yeah. then, you know what, yeah, I mean, for little kids, things like that, you can give, you, you can cut some slack. You know, the ones that, that are holding the place in line for eight other people, I think... That's wrong. We actually stood there one That's day. cutting in line. It's, you're not in your this, place in line. And they walked past us and obviously weren't with anybody. I've seen that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. They just kept going and got right ahead of us. Whoa. Now that's a little bold. Like I said, I saw a whole bunch of teenage girls and they kept saying, we're going to meet our party. And obviously there was no party. Oh, Lord, they just kept saying that to walk ahead of everybody and then they just got on the line. Grace wasn't in that group, was she? I hope not. <laughs> I pray my kids wouldn't do that. I don't think they would. I hope not. I'll find out when I go home. <laughs> All right, number seven. Fast pass, schmass pass. <laughs> How many guests buy the or many guests buy the wrong ticket? After answering, this is from Robo on the theme parks uh, board. After answering dozens and dozens and dozens of how many days do I need to buy on our tickets questions here and elsewhere. I can just imagine how much money is wasted and basically donated to Disney by guests buying completely the wrong tickets for their trips, buying extra days to use to park hop, buying too many unneeded park days for a shorter trip, buying the hopper option early on and then never needing it, etc. And the countless times that guests may add the non-expiring upgrade to the ticket that maybe has two or three days left so as to save money on their next trip, a trip that will likely be five uh, be for five or more days in length. Uh, the non-expire upgrade of the previous ticket would be quite a waste of money in that case. Uh, the ticket situation at Walt Disney World can be very, very confusing, so don't be afraid to speak up and ask about these things. There are some very experienced posters here who can help. When in doubt about tickets, please do ask here and maybe save yourself some serious dough. I thought that was a cool, mm-hmm. a cool thing yeah. to post because usually... You know, with questions like that, people get frustrated because they keep answering them all the time. 
And on the theme parks board, there is an amazing FAQ on tickets. Right. Um, that everybody sh- it should be required reading. Yeah. Um, it is confusing. We had a cast member send us a real good thing on tickets before, didn't we? Well, he's the one who did yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And uh, Cheshire Figment. And uh, I mean, it's it's unbelievable the detail that goes into this. Right. And uh, and just so everyone knows, there'll be links to all these threads on the show notes page, podcast I don't believe that any of our listeners don't know this information, but you can add days to your ticket at any time, and you're paying the same price as if you bought that ticket for that length of time. So let's say you buy seven days and you really need nine. You can add those two more days, and you're not paying any more by buying them at that time. Within 14 days of the first use, and as long as there are active days left on the ticket. Well, if someone has bought a seven-day ticket and they decide I need two more, it's going to be within their vacation time. I don't think it's going to be... Well, no, because we have a lot of UK guests that come over, too. I mean, there there are instances where I'm just saying, like, it's just to throw it out there, because that's a big thing when it comes down and actually says, you know, within 14 days of first Mm -hmm. use or whatever... And, with, and you must have unused days in the ticket. Right. So you can't wait so till your tickets expire. If you yeah. have a one-day, one-park ticket and you want to come back a second day, you can't come back the second day and expect to upgrade that ticket. You have to upgrade it before okay. you leave your park. And that's in guest relations. You can do that in the lobbies there. And that thread also mentions that a lot of times when guests call, cast members will say, oh, sure, just buy a couple extra days and then you can go to two parks in one day. And we all know that that's wrong. Yeah. But there are cast members that tell guests that when they do that. And the other one that I get quite a bit from people is they want to add the no expiration option because they think that once they start to use their tickets, they expire. Mm. Like right then. It's not to save them for the next time. It's to save them for their, their vacation trip, that they're yeah. using them right now. Wait, 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 no. Okay, the no ex- expiration is if you don't use it, you can come back and use it, right? Correct, but they think that the, like the clock starts going, and I don't know when they think it, it expires, but they think that by adding it, like they buy a three-day ticket with no expiration, and they're only coming for three days. Oh, they, yeah, that's a total waste of money. Yeah. It's their fault for not asking that question. Right. But, oh, I see what you mean. But okay. you try to explain to them that they don't need to do that. The tickets are good for 14 days after right. first Oh, use. I see what you say. I but see what you say. The, in their mind, they're thinking they need that no expiration option. Yeah, because I've pulled tickets that are six years old out of the junk drawer and found gold. Ooh, look, an extra day. <laughs> Five days on them, yep. Yeah. All right, number six. Uh, lots of inside pictures of the fantasy. If you want to see some of the pictures that are floating around in from inside uh, Disney Cruise Line's newest ship, the Fantasy. Like I said, there'll be a link to it on the show notes page. This is from our Cruise Line board. And, uh, yeah, we're starting to see the, uh, the, the attention and excitement about the launch of the Fantasy uh, really starting to build. And I know I'm, I'm really – I can't wait to see the ship. I can't, I, even though I know it's going to be like virtually identical to the Dream – doesn't matter. The dream's a gorgeous ship too. So mm-hmm. um, these are absolutely stunning, stunning liners. Um, we will be posting lots and lots and lots of pictures on Facebook um, and on various other social media sites uh, next week when we're there for the christening, and then we get a next week. Yep, it is next week. we get a tour. Get to go to a party. It's all all sorts of cool stuff we get to do, and uh, we will be. 
updating as much as we possibly can. You'll see it on the uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel Facebook page, so we suggest you go there and like it. We'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, and uh, go check all that stuff out. So I'll be coming up next week, and then the following week, uh, John, Kevin, and the team will have the, uh, share their thoughts on it. Walter and I will not be here. We are actually going to be on another cruise line. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm a traitor. I'm a traitor to Disney. I'm a traitor to Apple. I'm going on another. I'm going on a Royal Caribbean oh, he's cruise. Going rogue. Oh my gosh! I'm going on a Royal Caribbean cruise, and I'm falling in love with my Samsung Galaxy Note, my an, my new Android phone. Who are you? I know. Who are you? And what have you done with Peter? I know. I still have my iPhone. I got. I upgraded to the iPhone 4S. Series cool, but I got to tell you, if you're looking for an Android phone, you've got to check out the Samsung Galaxy Note. Oh my God, this thing's amazing. Is that the only size it comes in? I mean, it's, they all look like the one. Well, that's that. that's the that particular line. I mean, Samsung makes Galaxy phones as several different types. Oh, okay. But that's the Note. So yeah, it's cute. Um, it's amazing. Great display. I'm, I'm, I won't go into it, but just if you're looking Sorry. for an Android phone, you'd be hard pressed to find a better one. Just came out. So, all right, number five. Check in here if you won a uh, one magical Disney day trip. Um, this is an ongoing thread. has been in our top 10 now since the beginning of the year. And uh, we have, I think, about 16 or 17 winners um, who are Disboard's folks who are checking in on that thread. So congratulations to them. Uh, number four, discount coming March 1st. Just read on, this is from Patrick9261. Just read on another board, somebody was told by a CM a new discount is coming March 1st. No details on the discount. Anyone heard anything about this? And then there's lots of speculation about what it's going to be. Um, I, What do you think? you think they were going to put out a, a discount March 1st? I haven't looked at current discounts, but it sounds like there's current discounts are ending. Disney's just doing as they're expanding them. Yeah. They seem like as one ends, another one starts. So there's never a time when there's not a discount. I don't think it's going to be anything worth shaking. No, I don't no. think it's. You're not going to get a free vacation. <laughs> it's going to be something that's in addition to what's already out there. But everybody's always looking for one. Number three this week, Park Pet Peeves. <laughs> I like this one. Okay, so we all love Disney, given. But what are some of the things that the guests do that drive you nuts when at the parks? Courtney? To get things started. <laughs> no, we're not going to get her in trouble. Oh. Um, to get things started, when I'm pushing my stroller with two kids and people are walking right towards me, but they are looking at an attraction and still walking, this happened enough to make me wonder if people would buy cow catchers, the things on the front of trains, uh, for strollers if I invented them. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, the number of times I've been hit in the back uh, of my foot by a stroller because the guy pushing the stroller was doing the exact same thing. Um, so, you know, there's that. This become, these threads always become a reason to bash people in wheelchairs or scooters. Yeah. And that's what this one, this, that happened on this one also. Oh, really? And I, I've said it before and I'll say it every time I hear this. Spend a day in a scooter or a wheelchair mm -hmm. and tell me how much fun it was and how easy it was and how you fared. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I remember that, that tool a few years ago. That was saying that if you're in a scooter or a wheelchair, you shouldn't be allowed in the park. Oh, yeah, I remember Lord. that. And uh, people who, who feel that way, 
I'm going I'm to repeat what I said then, even though, I mean, some people thought it was a little harsh. If you feel that way, if you feel that a person in a wheelchair should not be allowed into a theme park, then I can only hope that you or someone you love ends up in a wheelchair. And then you have to make that decision to not go into a theme park. Because the callousness of that statement, the insensitivity of thinking like that, not just thinking like that, but being idiotic enough to say it out loud where people can hear you, that's what you deserve. And I have no pity for you if it happens. So I can it's really, really difficult. No one is paying attention in the park. Everyone is oblivious. Well, I mean, it's, it's on it's, vacation. It's, it's, You've got it's, that mindset of sensory overload. Yeah, I mean, God, it is. However, I, I have to tell you, as someone who's pushed a wheelchair through a theme park for many, many years, the vast majority of people, the mother or father will be the first one across. The rest of the family has to dart in front of you. So that the person there, that they're with the person there. And I don't understand that, that mentality. But if you push a wheelchair or you ride in a scooter and watch what happens, Always. you will watch people run to try and get the other foot on the other side of your scooter. And I think to myself, yes, the person driving a scooter has a responsibility. We all have a responsibility in the theme park. Exactly. This is, you're not alone. You're not the only one that paid to get in. You have no more right than the person in the scooter. Just be aware of your surroundings. I, it just it, it always boggles my mind. Another one that always bothers me is when everybody's like lined up to watch a parade or something, and the dad will put the kid up on their yeah, shoulders. And I understand that you know kids need to see it too. But if you're going to put your kid up on your shoulders, stand behind people because. Everybody paid to be in that park, and everybody deserves to be able to see All right. Well, talking about parades, the two things that that just annoy the crap out of me. Number one, I get there an hour early to scope out my spot, and somebody shows up three minutes before the parade and tries to, like, basically push me out of the way. Mm -hmm. That ain't going to happen. However, however, the other thing that bothers me is when you've scoped out your spot for an hour, and there's a family who comes up late, and... Their kids, not the adults, the kids want to stand in front of you so they can see the parade and you won't allow it. Then you're an idiot. Let the kids in front of you. That's not going to block your view. Right. You can let those kids stand in front of you. Yeah. Parents are usually really nice about that. I mean, they'll say, you know, can my kids stand in front of you? Because they know it's not going to block the, the your view. The answer to that should always be yeah, unless their kid is 19 and six foot three. Yeah. I always yeah. offer. If I see him come up behind yes, me, I, I always say, do you want to stand in front of me? That's fine. Exactly. That's fine. Exactly. For kids, yes. No, not the, the only time. The only time I can't do it is if like, I have the tripod set up yeah. in the video camera. And then, no, I can't because the kids move and they're going to knock the camera over. But outside of that, you know, then come stand alongside me. Yeah. My I biggest have a pet peeve. I'm sorry. Go ahead. My biggest one, and I don't think it will ever change, is you're moving through the park at a pretty good speed. I'm usually got a destination i'm going to and like everybody else i'm looking around i'm busy doing what i want to do and the person in front of you is moving pretty quick and all of a sudden they stop and i run right into them it's like okay it's usually to take a picture of a tree yeah can yeah. you can you not you know okay let's go over here and look at the map and i'll, I'll just I'll, I'll say this courtney's pet peeve is there's not enough pixie dust 
to go around every day. Yeah. That's, right. that's her pet peeve. <laughs> We're gonna, we, we don't want her talking about pet peeves. So the one that's that bothers her pet peeve. me is when t- there's five people in a family. And they're all holding hands. Walking that, down Main Street. Walking side by side. That's, so that's when it that Yeah, but that's that's when they should allow like they, they should allow concealed weapons in the park. Oh that's when you should ram the back of their ankles with your wheelchair. Yeah. The and then they stop. <laughs> the last time we did that is when the hurricanes were coming and we walked down Main Street that way because we could, because there was nobody else in the parks. But I wouldn't do that when it's normal no. busy. Yeah, a lot, of, peop- a lot of people like to do that. It's really I get irritating. in the park and I say, single file, get behind me and follow me and don't lose me. Let's just keep moving. Just keep moving. My pet peeve? People. Oh. <laughs> just shouldn't be allowed in the park. at all. People who need people. No, just, I should have it all to myself. Yeah, that's the way it should work. <laughs> a little delusion he loves to live in. All right, the number two thread this week. What cost took you by surprise? I just posted about uh, I just posted questions about asking about food budgets and not wanting to be surprised by all the nickel and diming. Um, that got me thinking about other costs that may take me by surprise. What cost took you by surprise? This was by adoptive mom times two, and. Uh, some of the things were interesting. Well, yeah, uh, forgot to pack the kids' toothpaste uh, um, down at the gift shop. They only had uh, kids' toothpaste with the brush and travel case. It cost four dollars. What a waste! Also, the games at Animal Kingdom: three games for ten dollars. Um, her son uh, still talking about how he didn't win the turtle he wanted, but I was paying more than ten dollars for it. Specialty drinks. Um, Sunscreen was a big one. Mm-hmm. Sunscreen's a big one. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, th- I thought that was a, an, a rather interesting thread that, you know, you don't see too often, the unexpected costs. Ball caps, because I'll forget my sunscreen, and then I'll show up, and I got so many $20 ball caps from every mm-hmm. part oh, of the yeah. yeah, he's got, yeah, because he has to have a hat on at all times if he doesn't have sunscreen on. And when he does put the sunscreen on, he doesn't, like, blend oh, it in. Oh, so gosh. it looks like kabuki theater. <laughs> And I have to say to him, you need to blend in the sunscreen. You look, it looks like Kabuki. Like Madonna in her Frozen video. <laughs> yeah, really. All right, now. Don't this be throwing is- stones. <laughs> I do the exact same thing. But I do it to annoy him. I just slather on and go, am I done? It's right. not frosting. All right, the number one thread on the board this week um, from um, Goofy Earnmost. I think that's how it's pronounced. On the theme parks board, no wonder they were thinking about selling. And it goes, not too long ago, it was reported on various threads that Disney was thinking about and maybe even pursuing the possibility of selling the parks to outside interests. It would have worked like Tokyo, Disney, and others where the name stayed and a certain obligation and standards had to be maintained, but the everyday operation of the parks would be someone else's. I have been on alternating threads for about 10 years now, and I have seen the questions and answers go from upbeat, what's best to see or do, etc., to a lot more, how do I beat the system type posts? How do I beat parking fees? How do I get in front of the, front of the line access? How much do you think Disney owes me because I was sick while I was there and didn't have a good time? I only bring this up because I was wondering what others thought about this. Is it just me or society becoming so much me, 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 that is starting to struggle to survive. Even though the parks were cash cow, the pain in the butt factor must be aggravating to say the least. 
quote, I know my kid looks like he's 12 and has a tattoo, but he's only two. Free admission, please. I got this mug 10 years ago when a CM told me that it was good for free soda forever. Uh, you can't change the policy on, me, policy on me. I've got $2 invested in this. Fast passes have been allowed to go beyond the stated intended window, and if they ever decide to enforce that, I'm going to raise such a stink. What kind of customer service is that? I know it makes for some interesting reading sometimes, but I think it's sad how much time is spent on trying to creatively get away with something, then to make the presences uh, with something, then how to make the present systems work for you in a positive way. Any thoughts on this? Well, <coughs> I have to be honest. I think this is one of the better posts I have seen on the boards in many years. Um, because it's, he's absolutely right. It has absolutely turned into this. And you know what? To some degree, myself and others like me who have started Disney communities are indirectly to blame for it. Because this has, been, this has come about really and truly, I believe, as a result of the Internet and discussion boards. And you run out of things to talk about. There's only so many times certain things can be talked about. And then the conversation almost naturally goes to how can we find loopholes in the system? Um, this, uh, this happened, you know, the first time we saw it happen was when Disney, uh, you know, Disney for years would send out postcards with discount codes on it to select people in select markets that they were trying to target. Well, in the early days of Disboards, uh, people, you know, there was no, you know, Disney wasn't really tracking these. If you had the postcard and you booked with the code, they assumed you got the postcard. And so you could call up and you could use the postcard code, even if it wasn't for you. So people were posting them on the boards. And it was cause, it was wreaking havoc at Disney. And even though it's not necessarily my job to protect Disney's business interests in that regard, it was not these things were not being used as intended, and you know we don't you know we don't want to uh, we're not trying to protect Disney per se, but at the same time we're not trying to hurt them. So you know Disney has a right to market to who they want to and offer discounts to who they want to. So we stopped allowing those codes to be posted on the boards. Um, that was the first time I saw because it, it was rampant and it just had this immediate impact with people, hundreds and thousands of people, calling up using codes they weren't entitled to. Um, and I think it's just a natural evolution of the, the online community that it starts turning to, how do I beat the parking fees? Um, and, and then this sel the sense of self-entitlement. You're absolutely right. You know, um, uh, you know but we see it with the fast passes and the complaints about the fast pass window being enforced. How many weeks was that the number one thread? I have a, I, I know this is weird, but I have a feeling that the people who read the Diz boards and other boards like them are a microcosm of the people who visit Disney. I've said this before. When I was an avid pin collector, you would go to these pin events and you would hear this same exact kind of thing 
as it pertained to the pin trading world. What, don't they know how much money we spend? Why are we being treated like this? Why are they doing this? Don't they want to keep us happy? And a manager finally said to me one day, and I wasn't the one complaining, but we were talking about this. And he said, "Do you? I guess no one realizes what a small portion of the overall pin sales in the park you people really make up. And I have a feeling that translates to the rest of the park also. I would guess that if you walked into any park and asked 10 people, do you know what the Disboards is? Do you know what any of these other discussion sites? You're going to find that 8 out of 10 have no idea what you're talking about. But you know what? I, I also really think that, number. that yeah, Disney. I don't agree with that number either. The Disney. It's a lot more pervasive. I'm sure that. now it's part of their workings that they come to these fan sites. Oh, and you if know they, it. And if they start to see that there's a loophole that they hadn't thought of, you know they're going to close it. Yeah. And they do. And, and yeah. that's and that's and you know that's fair game. It took Disney a good, I want to say, a good six years. To get their online strategy to a point where they were really a following the boards and responding to the boards. There have been things that have erupted on these boards that have, and it's happened many times on Diz boards, that have forced Disney to change their policies. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, it has been a force of great, uh, uh, you know, a, a great customer advocate, uh, a, a force for customer advocacy on uh, uh, on the internet, but there is this, you know, we just read this and I don't want to, you know, embarrass this woman or, or, or point her out, but this person who complained about one bed not being made and, you know, okay, come on, really? Are you, are we just trying to find things to talk about? One bed wasn't made two years ago and that warrants a post that, you know, somehow you, this, this, this affected your vacation. Um, I, you know, I think people have gone. Some people go off off the deep end here, and I'm look. I'm not trying to discourage people from posting on the boards, but you know, to find the top ten, to find the top ten trip planning threads on the board, I've got to sort through about thirty posts of you know infection and diarrhea and condoms and God knows what else. <laughs> um, think about what you're posting. But there is this sense of entitlement. There is this sense that Disney owes me something. Disney is partly to blame for that because of the prices they charge. Now, the prices they charge are the prices they charge. And everybody knows it's expensive. And you know that going in. And nobody's putting a gun in your head and making you buy anything. If you think it's too much money, don't go. This is what I started saying. Because I used to, I used to you know, people know, I used to bitch about the tickets. The price of the tickets always going up. And then I finally realized, you know what? As long as I'm willing to spend the money, they're going to keep raising the prices. So until I'm ready to put my money where my mouth is and stop buying the tickets, I need to shut up about the price of the tickets already. I think we also have a different thing going on here. While some people see it as trying to beat the system, these still are valid tips and tricks. And that's what it's about. It's about what are the tips and tricks to make my vacation better. And I think everyone has looks at it on a spectrum. Well, this person trying to get something free because the bed wasn't made is ridiculous to us. Well, I don't know that she was trying to get something for free, but just even complaining about it. Right. It, it affected her vacation seems ridiculous to us. 
there are people out there who look at these other things and think, well, they are ridiculous. Well, we've talked about this in the show before, where somebody comes back from a trip and they say, I had this magical moment. Yeah. And something, this wonderful thing happened to me in the park. And then somebody else goes and they don't have that magical moment. And then somehow Disney has let them down. Yeah. It's that sense of entitlement that from the minute I arrive, you must make every moment magical for me. No. No, they really don't have to do that. It's a spontaneous thing. Either Sometimes it'll happen and sometimes it won't. It's but if that's what you go in looking for, if you go in, if you go, show up on vacation Entitled. with your arms folded, tapping your foot, going, you know, dance for me, monkey, <laughs> you're likely going to end up, you're likely going to end up disappointed. It's right. tough, though, when your commercial is, your kid walks in, he's sprinkled with pixie dust, and we're going to make magic happen. And they show you on the uh, Dumbo ride... With Mickey. Right. But that's... Isn't that unrealistic? I used to that's a dream, with, though. That's the dream that it might happen. You and I can see that, but there are people right. out there who can't well, see Well, then they shouldn't be allowed to be out of the house. <laughs> I used to work for a different company, and I used to try and convince people to come to Disney World. And the thing that killed us was at the time I was doing that, there was a commercial on TV where that woman threw those French doors open... And she could reach out and touch the spires of the castle. Yeah. And everybody wanted to stay there. And no matter how much you talked, you couldn't convince you people that that room didn't exist. It's just a dream. It's like when you tell your kids you're going to Disney. They have all this anticipation and it's all built up in them what they think they're going to experience. But it's up to the parent or whoever in that instance, I think, to say, you know what, this is just a big dream. It's all beautiful. It's going to be wonderful no matter what happens. Right. If something special happens, then... Woohoo, but other than that, I think it's what you know, Disney and Walt Disney wanted this place to be magical where you could go and literally your cares and stress would just melt away. And I think in modern life, we can't let go of that really well. I mean, there are people that go to these parks day in and day out, and just the fact that they're there is a miracle to them and right. it's more magical it than be. anything yeah. else. And, and you know, Yes, it's it's okay for somebody. It's over very overwhelming to go, and they have four parks and all of these miles to cover. And what should we do? And looking for tips that way. But you know, I'm not that old, but I remember a time when there were no fast passes, and you had to wait in line. Right. Right. Yep. You had to. But those are some of the best vacation memories that mm-hmm. I have as a child as well. Without the modern conveniences of today, and you know what? We're only going to get more modern technology as we go through, especially with next-gen coming online. There are, are, there, the parks are always going to change. And with the world today, everything's always going to be more expensive each year, each year. I think everybody wants the parks to be magical. And well, I think, and I, but I don't think any of... I, don't think they're, I think they're stressful. Well, you know what? I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily think they're stressful, but I, I think that if it is what you want it to be, it is what you make your mind up it is going to be. If you make your mind up, that I'm going to go to this place, I'm going to have a wonderful time, and I'm going to plan so that I get as much in as possible, but I'm, I'm going to have this magical experience with my family. If that's your expectation, then that's what you're going to have. Mm-hmm. If you go in saying that you know Mickey Mouse is going to carry my luggage and ride with me on the rides, and that every time I turn around, somebody's going to be making this magical moment for me, if your expectations are going to be that unrealistic... You're going to be let down. Um, and I think that the, the – the, look, there is a certain 
there is a certain mindset that goes on in online communities. I've seen it as the Diz has grown. And people get wrapped up in discussions, these virtual discussions, these virtual conversations in a way that they wouldn't if they were having these conversations in person. And I think that's part of this is that, you know, you, you, you see things taken so far out of context online and you see them taken far beyond reason. There's great hyperbole involved. In, Amazing hyperbole right. involved. And what an internet bravery. Exactly. Right. Oh yeah. Well, you've got you know you're you, anonymous. Yeah, you got everybody's it. got everybody's got a great you know a, a, a steel spine when they're uh, sitting at home behind their computer. They're not so they're not so mouthy when they're standing right in front of you. But this is uh, I think this is a, this is a, a a reflection or an extension of the online community. But I think he's absolutely right. I think there is a there is a predisposition to feeling entitled. And I think, you know, what Disney owes us when we book a vacation is that we're going to get the hotel and the room type that we we paid for, that that room is going to be clean, that the service is going to be uh, good. Um, They they owe me uh, access to their theme parks if I buy a ticket. And they have set the expectation that there's a certain level of service that I should expect. Um, And... That's pretty much it. They don't owe me. I still say, I mean, I go, what, 100 times a year. Every time I walk into that park, it's special for me. You know, whether I'm there for work or whatever, just the feeling that I go into the park with and what I get back from being in the park. That's the ambient. <laughs> you know, it's a Lexa Pro. Kathy, I, I agree with you. My favorite thing to do is to go into the park and just sit and watch the people. And I have to, you know, I, I just I have to throw this out. Ever, I, I, ever since you guys did that AK one hundred one Animal Kingdom one hundred one segment, I have been dying to get into the parks. It, ha, it really did. It sparked something off in me, and I haven't been able to get over there. Don't go this week. No, I thank oh you, thank God. you for that. No, I'm not going to be able now. I, I'm not going to be able to go until like the middle of March. And it's like, it's really? killing me. We were up around the park uh, the other day. <laughs> it's lunacy. What's well, happening now? President's, President's, President's oh, Week. Right. Yeah, and it's the Daytona awful. race. Everybody's. Yeah. But do you know, I'll say with, um, with the people that are like putting their big plans into this and they really want that magic to happen and it's going to happen. I have three and four-year-olds or how, however old their kids are. Those are the kids when they get to the park and it's Magic Kingdom, kids. Aren't you excited? I want to go swimming at the pool. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back to the hotel. I don't want to be. I just want to shop. I don't want to stand in line. Yeah. Yeah. We had a very interesting thing came around the Dreams Agents. Someone's photo us a video from YouTube. Do you remember it? Of the family. This gentleman put together a video, and the beginning of it is actually Pete talking, Mm -hmm. and he talks about it. Parks being very expensive, and then there's other podcasters are quoted on it as well. But he follows his family around on their vacation, and everyone is so excited. And, you know, money didn't fall out of the sky, and, you know, they didn't have, you know, nothing out of the ordinary of a, of a Disney stay happened, but it's the things that happened that were special to them. It was the memories they made. And I think people forget that. They forget that just having your kid meet their favorite Disney character should be enough, as opposed to something beyond that occurring. And just being able to take the trip. Because when you see the unemployment and things that are going on in the world, just being in Disney by itself should be magical. It is. 
And getting to see me should be magical. I know. It exactly. Was so magical. Oh, Teresa's crying. I we, am. John's little speech just put me over the Yes. <laughs> who, had, who had John makes Teresa cry on their at-home bingo game? <laughs> that's the memories I have of being a kid. I mean, of going to Disney World since I was a kid. It didn't matter what we did in the parks. It right. didn't matter if we got on a ride. I don't remember ever coming out of the Magic Kingdom and being disappointed that I missed something. The fact that I was in the Magic Kingdom gave me goosebumps. Right. And I think to myself, I have a hard time when I read threads like, what ride should we close? I think to myself, really? There are rides that you detest that much that you think they should be taken out? I don't go on there. Go on but, the things you like. But you know what? I think kids in general today, even though you might raise them a certain way, they're have enough outside influences that they go in with a different, they have a different thought I, on it all. To, I, right. you know. I hope not. I hope. I think some I, do. I hope, but I hope, well, like what my kids are like and how I raise them, I hope that's how they raise their kids to look at oh, Disney. Oh, I know. I mean, I've raised my children a certain way and I think they look at Disney a certain way, but I, I've still left the park with an upset Stella because she didn't get to do something that she thought she should get to do that day. But she always says that, Option will we will be back very soon, right? You know, next year I'll bring you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for this segment. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, folks. And remember, waiting for my closing music. Stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>